let's pray, and then we're going to get into it. Father, right now, I just ask you to be with us today as we go into this very tough word, in this very tough, tough world that we're living in today. So much is happening, and so many things, and some of us are just, we're just getting exhausted. We're getting frustrated, and we're getting tired. And Father, I just ask you today that while the word that we're going to bring today is, is going to be a tough one, that it helps cleanse us and it helps us to move forward and bring a more positive future. Thank you for all your blessings on us, God, and in Jesus' name, amen. So this week, I kind of struggled a little bit because I knew God wanted me to cover a topic that was difficult. I knew that he wanted me to cover something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. And so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The main question of today is, can you hate and honor God? Can you hate and honor God? And I'm actually going to go ahead and skip to the end because some people might get mad at me today and say, I'm not watching this. And so I just want to make sure I clarify and give you it. So watch out. Here comes some spoilers. Spoiler alert. The answer is no. Period. End of sentence. Full stop. No. You cannot hate and honor God. If you want the chapter and verse, 1 John 4.20. There you go. We're going to get into it a little bit more detailed now. But, um, but that's it. You cannot hate and honor God. So why am I asking this question now? Well, clearly, what's going on today? But it's not just the Black Lives Matter movement. It's, it's not... Um, I mean, it's children's in, children in cages at the border. It's people shooting people in churches because of the color of their skin. It's... People shooting people in a gay nightclub just because they're gay. It's churches telling people they aren't welcome for whatever reason it may be. The sad thing is, is it, yes, it happens in our churches, and dare I say, there are some pastors who preach it, and that's unfortunate. So, the trouble was, how do we go about having this difficult discussion? Well, I think the important thing to having a good discussion is understanding the two main topics, and that is honoring God and hate. So let's define honoring God, because I think that's an easy one. The definition through the studies that I did over the last couple weeks that I came to was honor originates in our hearts and refers to the love we personally place on something or someone. In 1 Chronicles 16.11 and Isaiah 55, God says to honor him, we must seek him in everything we do. In Matthew 22.37-38, Jesus tells us what we need to do to honor God. 
and that's to love him with all our heart. So honoring God, again, is a simple definition. It originates in our heart. We do it by seeking God, and we do it by giving God our entire heart. So now that we've defined that and that was easy, let's define hate. And some people might say, well, this is easy to define too, because there's so many, but, but the problem is, is there's two different types of hate. The kind that you probably know that is hate is the outward kind of hate. It's the, the KKK, it's the Nazis, it's white supremacists, it's terrorists. But there's another kind of hate. It's an internal hate. It's a subconscious hate. It's one that you hold inside you and causes you not to act when you see injustice. So to the two types of hate, the outward type of hate we can see is displayed when a white male walks into Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston and shoots people just because they're black. When two men in Georgia chase down and lynch a black man because he's running through the neighborhood. And when a cop kneels on the back and on the neck of a man for eight minutes, suffocating him and killing him. There are too many stories of hate. And unfortunately, more and more come to light every day. I know of two that came to light from the past just this week. But unfortunately, even though this, this hate is dangerous and deadly, this outward hate, I believe the worst hate is the internal hate, the subconscious hate. Martin Luther King Jr. explains it well when he says, he who accepts evil without protesting against it is really cooperating with it. Desmond Tutu said, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. You may think you're not hateful. You may think, hey, I just don't want to get involved. But folks, love, which is the opposite of hate, requires you to get involved. And if you don't, That's actually, you know, to help us kind of define this and explain why this inaction is, 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 is also hate, let's look at what love is. And Paul does a really good job in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. He describes it as patient, kind, always protecting, always trusting, always hoping, delighting in truth, and always persevering. He also says that love does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It does not delight in evil. And it is not quick to anger. So let me ask you this question. Is being silent protecting? Is being silent in injustice Is that honoring people? Is that honoring God's creation? 
No, I would actually challenge and say that it's actually very self-seeking to remain silent in times like this. So, if that's the case, and being silent is not love, it's the opposite of love, it's hate. The worst thing, though, in this category of hate, this worst thing in this self-serving internal hate is when people pretend that they're doing it for righteous reasons. When people do things like post that they're no longer supporting the Black Lives Matter movement because they say that they affirm the lives of black LGBTQ people. Or because they say that they want to break up the family structure, but what they're, all they're saying is, is they want to create a community to take care of each other. It's, it's saying things like, love the sinner, but hate the sin. And saying that, a saying that, you know, it might make you feel really righteous and good if you say it. But here's, here's the problem. The person you're saying that to, to that person, it's frustratingly judgmental, condescending, and manipulative. This type of hate is so dangerous, too, because it builds up inside of you. And it grows and grows, and it makes you easily angry to the point where you get angry at things and you go walk back. And you're like, I can't believe I even said that. There are people posting things on Facebook, and, and you know, we're in this, in this cancel culture of people who are posting these things on Facebook. And, you know, I know of stories of people who've talked to them, and they're like, you know, I was never that way, and I don't even know what possessed me to put that up. But we get so easily angered when we let that hate, that internal hate, just mount up. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus explained that anger towards a brother or hate is mental murder. That tells you how it's mental murder in your head. It's also dangerous because it allows injustice to continue. Let's imagine if Jesus did this. What if he stayed silent? Would he have stopped the woman from being stoned? Would he have overturned the tables in the temple? Would he have healed the man who was lowered through the roof? He probably wouldn't have. But Jesus didn't have hate. So he did stop that woman from being stoned. He did overturn those tables and break down barriers. And he did heal the man lowered through the roof because he stood up and spoke out at injustice. So because of that, 
As Christians, we should strive to do the same thing every single day. So, after all my study, I, I, this is the definition that I came to for hate. Hate is a diabolic heart malady, a sickness that is forbidden by God in both the Old and New Testament. Folks, hate is part of the degenerate state. It's part of what you, part of your life before Christ. It's a sickness. It's a sickness of the heart. So if hate is a disease of the heart, but you have to give your whole heart to God in order to honor him, do you honor God by giving him a diseased heart? Do you honor him by giving him something that's tainted with hate? The answer is no. The apostle John explains this well in, in 1 John, and I'm going to start with 1 John 2, 9 through 11. He who says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness, and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. On to 1 John 3, 11 through 15. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that, he, we, we, know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. And skipping down to that verse that I mentioned earlier, 1 John 4.20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. I mean, that's cute. He is a liar. For he who does not love his brother for whom he is seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Pretty clearly here, it says that you cannot hate, your, you cannot hate and, and honor God. You cannot say you love God and hate his creation. The sad fact, though, actually, is that all of us, every single one of us, myself included, at some point are guilty of the internal, subconscious kind of hate. That, that's the sad thing about What's above, when I was talking about, um, earlier, when I was talking about the, the post, the Facebook post, about the Black Lives Matter movement and how they weren't going to support it anymore. Sad thing is, the people who posted that were pastors. And sadly, many agreed with them. But the good news is, is we can change. Human beings can change. And God gave us the ability to change, and God gave us Jesus so that we can change. So how do we do this? Well, I think the first step is that we need to cleanse our hearts. 
And the way to do this is to understand where hate comes from. And here's a few steps that we can, we can take. The first is hate comes from a lack of understanding. If you, hate comes from fear. And if you don't understand something, a lot of times you fear it. And because you fear it, you begin to hate it. And the best way to conquer this is very simple. Understand. You learn about someone's culture. You learn about why someone has a certain lifestyle. You learn about whatever it is. The key is you just try and understand. Hate also comes from the devaluing of human life. For example, the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter and why it's important we say Black Lives Matter right now thing. Coach K from Duke, which I'm not a Duke fan, sorry. Um, but on Friday he posted a video and he said something that I felt was so powerful. He was referring to a prayer that he said as a student athlete at West Point in which he implored, where, which it implored the, the sayer of the prayer to choose the harder right instead of the easier wrong. And so Coach K said this, we as a country have chosen the easier wrong for four centuries. It is time, it is time to choose the harder right. It is time to end systemic racism and social injustice. It is time. Black lives matter. And God calls us to do this. He calls us to value everyone. Jesus told us to value our neighbor in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. 39. In Genesis 1, it says that we were all created in God's image. All of us. It says the same thing in Acts. It says that all people were created by God regardless of color, race, or any other designation. And because we were all created in God's image, all human beings, every single one of us, have equal value, and by their, our humanity, are interrelated. And to say that one life is less value, has less value than another race, group, or individual is a sin and in the view that Christ died for all people or in the view that Christ died for all people and for each person in particular. So we can fight hate by changing statements like love the sinner, hate the sin to just two words. Love everyone. Every single one. I could say love the sinner, but we're all sinners and have fallen short of the glory of the Lord. So let's just say love everyone. Another place that hate comes from is showing favoritism. Hate is one of the main sources of racism. But God is clear about this. In Romans 2.11, it says do not show favoritism. In James 2, 1 through 9, we're advised not to show partiality. The impartial God shows all people the same love, graces, blessings, and benefits of salvation. And we should show everyone the same love. By removing partiality and favoritism, we can fight our hate. And by understanding and valuing life and removing that favoritism, we can take steps to stamp out hate in our own hearts 
The second step to overcoming this internal hate is we must step up and speak out. Evangelical Christians, if they are truly evangelical at all, should be out on the front line calling for structural changes that bring an end to systemic hate, period. We should be the first to speak out when injustice occurs. When we hear somebody say something racist or hate-filled, we should call that out. We should be the first to protest. We should be the first to object. We should object when we see children in cages at the border. When we see a young black man gunned down because he was walking home, a black young man gunned down because he was walking home from a store where he bought Skittles. And when we see our LGBTQ brothers and sisters being mistreated, when we see any injustice, not just the people that we agree with or agree with their lifestyle. And finally, and this is the, this is the toughest one, and this one is, is it, it might rile some people up. We need to stop using God as a scapegoat for our hate. The Westboro Baptists and Fred Phelps did it. The KKK claims they're doing God's work. But just so you know, if you're out there and you're watching, Jesus wasn't white. Jesus wasn't white. He most likely more looked like an Iranian or an Iraqi than he did the hipster dude walking down the street with a nice trim beard and, and long hair. So he doesn't belong to you. We belong to him. Adolf Hitler said, in defending myself against the Jews, I am acting for the Lord. Just as a historical context, he was lying there. He, actually, he said that it was a magazine article. He was defending himself. He was lying there. But that's the same thing we do when we say the reason why we do not like this or the reason why we don't agree with this is because of God. Today, people use this to hate on the LGBTQ community, community to justify their racism. It was used to justify slavery at one point. But this has to stop because it is a lie. Anytime you justify your hate with God, you are lying. Because the fact is, God is love, period. He loves all in his creation. He does not prefer anyone, and we are all created in his image. Folks, God would never sanction hate, and hate is man-made. It is sin, and it has no place in God. When I originally started studying and preparing for today, I was totally focused initially on just talking about racism. But then as I studied and I read and I continue to do that, I realized that 
the problems right now, while racism is prevalent in that problem, it's hate in general. It's, it's saying that somebody is not as valuable as somebody else. And so that's the reason why I felt God pushing me to cover it as hate as a whole. And I realize this is a tough topic. I realize this is something that is not easy to talk about. Actually, it's, it's really tough because no one really wants to talk about it. But that's by design because the enemy uses hate to divide us. It's a tool of the enemy. And so he makes us want to stay silent. Think about it this way. If God is love and Jesus is the embodiment of love, what is hate? Hate is the Antichrist. We're not waiting till the end end for the Antichrist to show up. It's already here. It's in your communities. It's in your churches. The Antichrist is here, and we are allowing ourselves through hate to be tools of the Antichrist. It's time for us to make a change to that. And I want to give everyone an opportunity, everyone in this room and everyone watching, an opportunity to take the first step. You know, every, every single 12-step addiction breaking program starts with one step, and that is admitting that you have a problem. You know, I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to say, I know that I've done it. I'm guilty of it. I've been silent, but I'm not being silent anymore. I'm tired of being silent, and I hope you are too. And so I want to give you an opportunity to do what I'm doing right now and speak up and speak out like Jesus would. So the altar is here. It's open here right now. If everyone will stand with me. For those of you who are at home, if you'd like somebody to pray with you about this, if you will text PREVAIL to 84576, we'll send you a link for a form, and you put in your prayer request into that form, and someone will call you this week. But I want us together today to make a covenant with God. I want to pray this covenant together. So if you'll all bow your heads and pray this with me. God, we come to you as people of faith today. We covenant with you and one another to become better informed about people of other races, cultures, sexual orientations, or any designation we do not understand. We pledge to consider how issues of race, prejudice, and privilege affect each person we come into contact with. We pledge to discover and acknowledge practices and structures that are hateful in our churches and communities and to, er to erase the sins of hate and injustice in those same churches and communities. We pledge to never again use you as a scapegoat for our own hate. And finally, we pledge to prayerfully heed your call 
to embrace people of all colors, faiths, economic status, lifestyles, and social backgrounds as our brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith.